Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Musician's Guide podcast. My name is Karen. And I'm Jen. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about the nonprofit world, and we're also going to talk about Giving Tuesday. Yes. And I'm really excited because I feel like the month of September is that time where you are kind of getting primed and ready for year-end giving. I mean, technically, this is like a year-long moment, but if you're a new nonprofit or a smaller organization or either of those don't apply and you're just trying to like grow your budget or figure out like how to take that organization to the next level. I feel like Giving Tuesday is such a great time to start because the whole world is like ready to give money. Um, On a very simple um, explanation, like everybody that wants to donate both from the kindness of their heart and also because it makes sense for them tax wise is looking for organizations to give their funds to. Um, The metaverse, Facebook um, has created campaigns over the years where they match donations. Um, Most social platforms at this point um, give you the opportunity to donate directly on the platform to support the nonprofit, (laughs) which just happened in my mouth. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We need to video these so that we can like catch it in real time. Sorry, everybody. Um, my mouth exploded. Um, so all these social platforms are, you know, making it even more accessible to donate. Um, so I think like it's important to position ourselves in a space where people know to give you money. So I want to talk about three, four things that I'm telling all of my nonprofit clients that we do consulting for kind of what to do as they get ready for the year end. I also had to do some research on this. Do you want me to tell you the research that I just discovered? Sure. Because I did not realize when Giving Tuesday was exactly. Yeah. So the same way. That, so we have Thursday Thanksgiving where everybody in America is like, thank God. And then, or not thank God, but just like thankful for life. And then <laughs> on Friday, we all become gorillas and go into just like Black Friday and everybody like buys everything. And then there is Cyber Monday that following. Wait, Small Business Saturday. Small Business Saturday. Sorry. And <laughs> Everyone in their Etsy shirts, according to you. Of course. Yes. Small Business Saturday. I love all these like. <laughs> what is it like the little play on words oh my god i'm an educator i know what this is what is that called you're not gonna know it's okay <laughs> how dare you <laughs> so small business saturday then you have cyber monday and then giving tuesday is on that day so the day afterwards obviously so we have these like four consecutive are you ready to rumble days of just like spending money and having it be like you know the best use of your your coin your hard-earned money because you are giving to these organizations that are doing amazing things. Right. So that is where Giving Tuesday lands. This year, it's going to land on November 28th. Tuesday, November 28th. Wow. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, it wasn't obvious to me. Thank you for sharing that, Jen. You're welcome. And a good rule of thumb is it's the first Tuesday after Thanksgiving. That's what the internet said, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I had to give it this long-winded explanation. <laughs> yeah. And the good thing is it happens every year. And it's also just a great marker to kind of work towards growing your your yearly budget and your giving um, and taking the time, like you were saying, where everybody's ready to spend money and is also just feeling holly jolly over the season. Um, so here's a few things to do to help you set up, get set up for that to capitalize on the day of giving. Um, the first thing and the number one thing that I personally look for um is websites. So I would say 99.9% of nonprofits have a gigantic donate button, but sometimes we forget and miss that. And I think that when we're talking about marketing, um, this great marketer named Seth Godin talks about um, BFB, big effing button. And I think that that principle is 
like even more relevant when it comes to nonprofits because we want to take the approach of we're doing good in our community, which we absolutely are. We're giving to charity. We're, you know, doing all these amazing things in our community, but we need to remember that in order to be able to do all this goodness and spread joy and give back and whatever, we need to have capital to do this. So non-for-profit doesn't mean that you don't make money. It just is the tax implication that your organization has as a 501c3. Um, For-profit also doesn't mean that you're like a greedy money monger or whatever. It just simply <laughs> means that your corporation is, is like slated in a certain way when it comes to taxes. So, um, make sure number one that you give your website and your materials a facelift what i mean by that is have a many donate buttons on your website make sure they're super obvious make sure that your board of directors is up to date on the website make sure that we know how to give you money where to go to give you money what your organization is about if you happen to have subscriptions or um, monthly giving plans or anything like that like make sure we know so that we can support that um, and Let's get rid of this preconceived notion that you need to find these big ticket donors and that it only happens through talking. If you think about, um, for example, the unfortunate fires in Maui in Hawaii, um, most Walgreens, CVS, Publixes, you know, big chains like that are asking you to round up to give to the wildfires. And it's like, this isn't like thousands of dollars. It's like 70 cents, 30 cents, 60 cents, 15 cents. That is how donations are built. So by having this donate button, by having just these materials that clearly explain things, you're going to see that you might have actually be in a situation where these five to $25 donations have a greater return on investment than like the one 100 or the two 500 ones that you're going to get. Yeah. I would argue that it's similar to what you're saying to organize everything it's there's one before the one that you just said and it's starting three months beforehand or at least like a good you know six months three months beforehand so realistically if you're going to start planning the reason why we're releasing this episode in september is because you should start in september realistically to be able to do all these things we were recently a part of a meeting in where it was like the 29th of the month and we were ha- like brainstorming all of these great ideas for this one particular person that was able to bring their team together during that time and it was going to launch the following month. If you start planning on the 29th to launch the following month, it puts everybody in a crunch and in a bind in where you're scrambling. Who's going to who's gonna be in charge of the FBF or whatever it is that you just said of the button? Who's going to be in charge of the big fucking button? Like, I don't know. Do you know? So you're just like running around with their heads chopped off. It's easier if you plan in advance to say, this is how we're going to launch this campaign. These are the types of things we want to do. These are the pictures. Bobby has them on his camera. Can we ask Bobby for those pictures on the camera, blah, 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 from whatever? Like, that's how you create ease and create less stress for all of these things so your facelift shouldn't begin you know the 27th of november (laughs) it should begin three months in advance while you're sitting with your team around and figuring out when you're going to start to you know release these things when you're going to go talk when you're going to do that you know five to ten dollar donations or whatever it is that you were saying before like you got to plan in advance absolutely that's such a great point and no matter where you are in your planning strategy just just get to it beforehand ideally september and eventually as you get more familiar with your budget and it becomes a more well-oiled machine this would be a conversation that most organizations have at the beginning of the year um before you know the fiscal year starts whether that is july for some organizations or january the next point is in business strategy in my experience um when you're dealing with numbers and budgets and things like that the thing that 
I see time and time again work is when you have clarity on the amount of money you need to bring in or you have clarity on the numbers that you're talking about, they tend to grow. A good rule of thumb is a tracked number grows because you're putting your energy and your attention towards it. So it's really important, even though it's really scary, even though especially in the nonprofit world, you don't really have a frame of reference for like how much your budget should be or how much money you should be bringing in. I think it's so important to have an idea of like, if you don't know how much you should bring in, figure out what you want to do and then create a budget based on that. But even if you're a brand new nonprofit and you've never had a budget, you still need a budget because if you don't know what that number is, we're never going to get there. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I, (laughs) I give you my approval. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks Jen. (laughs) Sorry. That came out. I was drinking water. So I got stuck (laughs) for a second taking air. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And I think that budgets are just so important for everything that you do and even if it's down to the pen to the overhead to whatever it might be like that goes into account and again people's time people's budget people's efforts I think too along with this of like figuring out your budget I think delegation is also a really big thing and it's just because my brain works in the way of organization but delegating who needs to be in charge of what budget like sometimes it can get too murky if we don't have a united goal and I've seen Karen work with nonprofits and be able to really get to the root of what everybody wants and it's really interesting she's done things like you know send out a form to everybody beforehand and say like what is the number one thing you want to work on in your nonprofit for this upcoming year and everybody responds something completely different and then they come together and it's like actually like surprise uno reverse like these are all of the the things that you guys want to work on like what's the actual goal and then everybody sits in the room looking at each other like oh my god i guess we don't have the same vision so it's kind of that refocusing to then be able to have you know these tough conversations with everybody so everybody's on the same page and we're not just doing you know this budget because this one person wants this one thing to really work and if you know they're passionate about it sure run with it but also what is the whole group as a whole want Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and i think that a lot of the turmoil and stress and boards and um just growing that donation and donor base and all of that just stems from not having that financial literacy where these conversations feel uncomfortable. But if I know exactly how much money I need to fundraise for what reason and how partnering with this person can help move this agenda in our community, um, it just becomes so much easier to, to ask for money and to really be clear on like these kinds of relationships that you're going after. It's not just like get a lot of money because it's like, what does that even mean? And that also means different things to different people. So the third point kind of leads into what I just said, but really thinking about the financial piece and how every little bit counts, I think getting organized and just really getting to know who is your target market and like back to like social media, who are you actually talking to? So if let's just say as an example, let's say you're a small local orchestra, who is your audience? Is it professional musicians? Is it your community? Is it maybe you're in a small town and then there's other, or maybe you're in a big town and there's surrounding towns around it. Like who is your demographic? Who are you talking to and how are you going to reach them? So really keeping track of of who you're talking to will allow you to gauge where some of these donations might be coming from. And like we said in the beginning, like don't just focus on big donations, focus on those little ones because those do add up. And a common misconception too is like, we think that it sounds like every generation, millennials and below, everyone just has an opinion about how they give money. Um, and the reality is that... That's interesting. Millennials and below. What does that mean? Is it millennials? Gen Z. And the younger ones. Okay. I thought I don't know if you meant like 
millennials and then below that would be like all the ones that came before us no i'm sorry millennials gen z millennials millennials <laughs> gen z and i heard it today on the radio which makes me sound like a thousand years old um but the new generation the one that was born after 2012 is going to be called x below jet or not below what the fuck is wrong with me and below <laughs> is it below deck is it because i'm thinking about below freaking deck anyway um the one after Gen Z is going to be called like pre-Gen Z or something. Um, they didn't go back to start like X or Y or whatever the fuck it was before. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. Anyway, <laughs> the generations of folks, let's just say 35 years and younger, are actually donating money. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of like shitting on college kids or, you know, young folks and how they they wouldn't want to give money to an orchestra or they wouldn't want to give money to a museum or things like that. And it's like, no, that's bullshit. There's a lot of new studies that even marginalized communities, folks of color, like human beings that want to enjoy art and support their community are willing to do that if they know how to do it, where to do it and when to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think we're just missing the mark on just making that readily available because we're too focused on like, oh, let me partner with like Johnson and Johnson or Oreos or I don't fucking know. And it's like, no, just just partner with the people that you're serving and try and not complicate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. That is insane. Yeah. I'm so passionate about nonprofits. I'm like really sweating. Are. I'm like, what is my problem? Yeah, but like, uh, I, d- I don't know. I just, and this will be another episode, I promise. But <laughs> it's just like, if you're a nonprofit, you're doing good and you're legit. So like, let's, let's act like it. Like there's so many organizations that have been around for a while and still feel like they have like startup energy. And it's like, no, you're established, like own it. You're awesome. That's another part of what I was going to say too. Cause we had some in the job that I previously had, we had like this <laughs> quote unquote professional development by this somebody's wife that came in and spoke to us about nonprofits or not nonprofits, but just like a, a division of it was going to be nonprofit. doesn't matter. Point is like, she was saying like, you know, your relationship to money matters so much. And like, it is true and I don't like her, but whatever. It's accurate. <laughs> um, of course, she was out of touch with what she was saying. She was saying like, oh yeah, you know, like I was making $20,000, which was basically nothing. And we have people on staff who were making that much. So it was like, lady, you're fucking out of touch. <laughs> but anyways, um, coming back to it, the relationship with money matters. And I think it's difficult and hard to ask for donations that go above, you know, money that you've ever seen, you know, in a bank account or anything mm-hmm. like that. And that's where that startup energy comes from. And I think realizing and falling back on the good that you're doing really helps drive that message home. And obviously, like if you're a part of it, you believe wholeheartedly in what you're doing or you believe somewhat in what you're doing. So I might as well run with that. And I think also bringing people in is not a bad thing. So if you're mm-hmm. a nonprofit and you want to bring, you know, a consultant in, if you want to bring in some sort of professional development, some sort of team, some sort of something that can help you kind of, you know, focus your energies on stuff. It's a good hour well spent mm-hmm. in doing these things like workshops. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And again, like non-for-profit doesn't mean you don't have money. In fact, you need the most money in order to be able to do the things that you want to do. Um, And people want to support. People want to donate. Every time somebody moves into a new part of town or even like as an entrepreneur, like you want to get to know the chamber. You want to get to know the local businesses. It's the same thing with non-for-profits. Like people want to get to know you. People want to collaborate with you. And especially if you're doing cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that's so worth mentioning. Um, we might consider like rounding up all the nonprofits we work with and doing like a nonprofit thing and like featuring them because I think that'd be really cool to mm-hmm. share. So too. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Um, I think that's it. Do you have anything else, Jen? No. I have like a thousand ideas now, but we're not going to confuse the episode. (laughs) That's it. Okay. Well, thanks all for being here. Um, If you have questions, thoughts, of course, please always reach out. We're going to do a bonus episode on the Patreon with more nonprofit energy. So stay tuned for that. Um, And or it should already be there probably. Um, And courses are here. (laughs) The ether. Yes. And podcast is doing all sorts of things so just stay tuned for all all the announcements and again thank you for your support and encouragement we're so excited we're so grateful birthday month is freaking amazing um and we'll talk to you next week bye